Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, March 5th. Richie, how's your weekend been so far? Good. I actually had a long weekend, TJ. The wife and I took off Friday, went out to Bay Hill, caught some of Arnie's tournament. So we'll finish up here. I'm going to go watch the end of it and see if Jordan Spieth can pull this off. But how about you, man? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, we, I, uh, I went up to Tallahassee this weekend. Um, saw a couple softball games, saw a um, baseball game, came back home and saw the um, beach volleyball match here in Tampa. Took Elena and Bryant to that. So, yeah, have, uh, have had some fun this weekend. I feel like I've driven a lot. I'm really tired, but it was all good. More like three and one with, with me uh, at all these events. So I, was, I feel like I was a good luck charm. Um, but while in Tallahassee, had to stop by our friends and see our friends over at Guthrie's. You can visit both their locations there, 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. They'll be back with us out at the spring game, which is just a little over a month away as spring practice gets started tomorrow. Um, hey, the tickets are live on Eventbrite. The first 25 people to order get a $10 Guthrie's gift card, a $10 Garden Gold gift card, a $10 Gramco gift card, and a $10 Smoothie Time gift card. It basically makes the cost of your ticket $10, and you get $40 worth of gift cards to those that support us. So appreciate the sponsors for that. I thought that would be a cool way to get them involved and get more people um, checking them out and doing some different stuff. But appreciate Guthrie's for all that they do and all of their support for sure. Richie, let's jump right into it. A whole bunch of recruiting news this weekend that we'll talk about. Florida State with back-to-back elite recruiting weekends. When you talk about star power, they're not massive. They're not like these massive, you know, uh, Midnight Madness or anything like that, like like you sometimes see. But when you talk about pure star power that's going to be on campus, uh, both wrapping up this weekend and next weekend, uh, pretty elite. Let's go through some quick recruiting updates, but um, just before that, just thoughts on where Florida State's at recruiting right now and some of the talent that's coming through campus right now. It feels a little bit different, doesn't it? Yeah, man, we haven't seen this type of talent uh, on campus, uh, you know, during this time of year, really since Willie Taggart's first year when, uh, you know, he had na- national number one players at their position all here on campus. Uh, it was a very exciting time. Obviously, that did not work out as we had hoped. But it's nice to be back. When you look at the offer sheets of the players coming on campus, right, you see the Ohio State's, Georgia's, Alabama's, the big dogs, as we like to say, right? And that's not been the case. And Mike DeRoll has not had a lot to sell since he's been here. Now he does. A 10-win season, a top-10 finish, a state championship. And he's seeing the fruits of that labor, right? I love seeing, you know, people always talk about stars, like high four, like obviously five stars are five stars for a reason, right? But when you get into that four-star level or even the high three stars, I'm more interested in their offer lists, like actual committable offer lists, than I am in what their actual ranking is in the nation, whether it's, you know, 150, 212, whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, man, Mike Norvell, he's, he's going up against the big dogs, and it's an exciting time for Florida State right now. Florida State had a pair of five-star wide receivers on campus this weekend. Five-star wide receiver JoJo Trader was on campus, as well as... Five-star Ohio State wide receiver commit Jeremiah Smith. Uh, JoJo Trader from down there in South Florida. A lot of people think that that's a Miami lean. Uh, I saw both Chad Simmons and Steve Wolfong kind of think that that's a Miami lean right now. Um, he did an interview on his way out, and he um, 
was asked by Zach Bostein of Knowles247 what the staff was telling him. The staff told him to commit. And when Zach asked if that was likely, he said there was a good chance. I'll use the air quotes because those were his exact words. He kind of smiled. He looked at Zach and said there was a good chance of it after this visit. Now, I'm nowhere from thinking that this is anywhere close to over. I think that Miami will pull out all the dogs as Florida State threw them in a locker for a five-star wide receiver last year. And I don't think that Miami wants to get thrown back in that locker for another one this year. And I think they'll do anything they can to hold on to JoJo Trader, keep him in that South Florida area. But I do think Florida State took a big, big leap in this recruitment. You could see on JoJo's Instagram, on Hakeem's Instagram, that they were hanging out some this weekend. I think that's pretty special. I think that's important. And I do think that Florida State puts themselves in a good position there for five-star wide receiver JoJo Trader. I also think that when you look at what will probably happen on the field this year, Florida State will probably put them in an even better position when it comes to how the offense down in South Florida looks and how the offense up in Tallahassee looks. I don't know if I'm ready to put this kid on crystal ball watch just yet, but I do think that there's a good chance that Florida State, um, I, I honestly, I'd put it right at 50-50 right now. With Miami being uh, the other team, him being down there in South Florida, um, but I, I think that you know you you may have pulled back neck and neck with with Miami. Uh, OSU commit Jeremiah Smith told multiple outlets after his recruitment visit that he will be taking an official visit to Florida State this year. That's massive as well. I think you would certainly uh, you know yeah you you would take both five stars. But I think if you could land either one, you can go back to back years with a five star wide receiver in the class. I think you'd be pretty thrilled. Obviously, if you could land both of them, that's only going to be even better. But getting an Ohio State commit to not only come down and visit, but also set up an OV is pretty important as well. So will be pretty interesting to see. Richie, you going one crystal ball here, two crystal balls here. What, where, where, where are we, what are we doing here? First of all, how about the Ron Dugan's redemption tour, right? Going back to Hakeem Williams, like <laughs> you noted. This is a man who, uh, you know, uh, it's it's out in the open, right? That Mike Norvell was considering other options at that position. And now Dugans gets a Johnny Wilson, a Micah Pittman, gets Hakeem Williams to sign. All of a sudden, he, he's like skyrocketed up the, the staff of favorite coaches. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. Um, like you said, either one of those would be great. Two would just be gravy at this point. It's always harder to flip a commit than it is to get someone who's uncommitted. So I think JoJo Trader's a, a good chance there. Um, but yeah, Jeremiah Smith as well. Two elite receivers, very interested in Florida State. And it's a big deal. And when you see what the offense is going to put out this year, I think that's only going to help them. Obviously, Jordan Travis will not be back next year. But, you know, Brock Glenn, A.J. Duffy waiting in the wings. Really excited to see where this goes. But I'd say I'd put the over-under at maybe... Uh, Point five, and I would take the over on those two. How about you? Yeah, I think you could. I think if you do what you need to on the field this year and you win 10, 11 plus games, um, you 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 should pull one, right? You'll, you'll see kind of where the relationships develop, what, what ends up happening there. Um, yeah, I'd anticipate Ohio State has a good year. I'd anticipate Miami has uh, a better year than last year, but I don't think much better than six and six or seven and five. And so we'll see kind of what, what ends up going on there, what ends up happening there. Obviously, Miami very aggressive in the NIL game. Heard Ohio State is not as aggressive in the NIL game. So have to weigh and factor all those things in. A uh, couple of Florida State targets on Florida's campus uh, this weekend. Four-star safety commit Jordan Pride was in the swamp this weekend. We'll see what ends up happening there. A lot of people I've spoken with have questions as to whether or not he'll end up in FSU's class. 
Um, Jonathan Daniels was also in the swamp this weekend. He's an offensive tackle, the number four-star offensive tackle out of Pensacola. Um, on three's recruiting projection has him landing with the Knowles. And Steve Wiltfong of 247 also has a crystal ball for him in to the Knowles that he placed this week. And then the very next day, uh, Daniels was in the swamp. I think that was a prearranged visit. I, you know, I don't think there was anything kind of crazy going on there. Just kind of the timing was a little bit funny of how it all kind of went down. But um, another target, another kid that Florida State's after pretty heavy, B.J. Davis. Um, he's an athlete that was committed to Tennessee for baseball. He's a four-star wide receiver. UGA and FSU, probably the current leaders there. But again, he was on campus in Gainesville. So something to maybe keep an eye on. Uh, and then four-star Chris Ewald. He's currently committed to Michigan. He's a defensive back. He was in Tallahassee this weekend. I've been told he's somebody that Florida State will continue to push pretty hard this offseason. He's from South Florida. I think your Pat Sertain hire is going to pay dividends there. And I think it'll be pretty key. I don't know that I put him on flip watch just yet. But if he makes it back to campus another time and the Florida State Seminoles continue to push there, I think they'll have a lot of success. I also don't worry. People say, oh, this guy's taking a visit here. This guy's taking a visit. I don't worry about FSU targets taking visits this early. Like, they're going to visit everywhere. They're going to make the rounds this spring. They're going to get on campus at a bunch of different places. And it's which staffs and which uh, recruiters can really develop those relationships. I think visits, when they're official visits, getting the feedback on how those go later in the year, whether they're during the season, over the summer, after the season leading up to early signing day, are all really, really important. But overall, a lot of talent on campus this weekend, Richie, and a lot of talent coming up next weekend as well. Yeah, it's again, we, we touched on at the top of the show. It's an exciting time for recruiting, right? Mike Norvell's kind of had to rebuild this roster specifically through the transfer portal, and now we're seeing the high school class, right? Georgia just won a national championship. They had one transfer on their entire roster. You don't want to live life in the transfer portal. Mike Norvell has kind of mastered it, and his hit rate is pretty ridiculous when you think about it. But you definitely want to build a program through the high school recruiting. And this is the first year where he's really has the relationships, right? He has something to sell. He has a proof of concept. And it seems to all be coming together with all this talent on campus. You know, and to your point, TJ, yeah, Typically, when kids visit Florida State, they're going to visit Florida the same weekend, especially in March, right? Heading into their senior season in high school, that's not uncommon at all. So it's nothing to panic about. Um, there's going to be some players that are very highly regarded that you really want, but they just, for whatever reason, want to, they lean towards Florida or Miami, and that's going to happen, and you can't stop that. That was the case even when Jimbo was here recruiting at his peak. So it's it's not, you know, the end of the world, but I, I do think getting all this talent through Tallahassee is just a massive deal. And I think Mike Norvell is really starting to show what he's capable of. And, you know, the entire staff, you know, shout out to all of them because it, it, one man cannot recruit all these kids. Yeah. Next weekend should be even possibly even bigger and better even yeah. from, from, from not only a sheer numbers perspective, but a number of top-end guys. Uh, Five-star defensive back Charles Lester will be on campus next weekend. A lot of people think that that's a Florida State lean right now, considering OSU, Bama, UGA, and others. Um, Five-star 2025 quarterback Michael Tolufson will be on campus. Uh, Four-star edge Jamonte Walker will be there. Luke Cromenhoek, Cam Davis, both of those being FSU commits. B.J. Gibson, the former Tennessee baseball commit, 
again on campus at Florida this weekend. We'll also be in Tallahassee. Jonathan Daniels, who was on Florida State on Florida's campus last weekend, will be in Tallahassee this weekend. He is the one that Steve Wiltfong had put the crystal ball in. Another Steve Wiltfong crystal ball is for Jason Zanamella, another four-star offensive lineman. And then back-to-back five-stars, or two five-stars, not really back-to-back, Landon Thomas and Elias Williams. Both five-star tight ends will be on campus this weekend. Landon Thomas is a UGA commit, but has really been hyping up the Knolls and talking pretty heavily about what's going on there. Richie, those aren't the only people that are going to be on campus this weekend. Uh, We'll do another video later on the week talking about this in more depth, but... Just quick, quick thoughts on uh, Jalen, Derwin, Jameis, Cam, Keir Thomas, Jay Sean, Jermaine Johnson, Snoop Menace, and others coming back to Tamp- uh, coming back to Tallahassee this weekend. It just happened to line up with all these recruits coming in. I don't know if that was planned strategically or what. No, obviously it was. But quick thoughts on uh, on those guys coming back. You love it, right? You know, your fan base, uh, our fan base is constantly saying, man, why, why don't our stars come back often? Well, guys, a lot of them are in the NFL, the stars, and their season does not align with Florida State's football season. You can't exactly get to Tallahassee on a Saturday to go play a game on a Sunday, but it's awesome to get them here during the offseason, getting guys like Jameis and Jalen and Derwin. That that is just massive when you think about it. Those guys that, that are coming back, it reminds me of what Jimbo Fisher did his first year when he took over for Bobby Bowden. He made a point to say, I want to get all the greats back to Florida State. And he brought everyone back. And that's what Mike Norvell's doing now. And I think it's everybody wants to be a part of a winning culture, right? So Florida State, it's no secret. We've been down the past five years or so since Jimbo's last year or two. And now that you beat LSU, you beat Miami, you beat Florida, you beat Oklahoma all in one season, these guys are excited to come back and sell this program and, and recruit these guys. It reminds me of the Pro Bowl a few years ago, TJ, when you heard uh, Jalen saying, if you're recruiting, you ain't going to Florida State. What is you doing? Well, now he's coming back to Tallahassee to help bring these guys, hopefully to get their signatures on that national letter of intent, not to be confused with name, image, and likeness, but bringing them back to Tallahassee. I love it. I These are all guys we watched, you know, what we loved watching them play at Florida State and for them to come back now. It's big time, and it, kudos to Mike Norvell, and kudos to all of the guys for willing to come back. Yeah, we'll, we've got another video coming up later in the week where we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth, what it means for the program. Um, but I do want to give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Garnet and Gold. You can go to garnetandgold.com. So I got the Buster Posey stuff out there when I was up there this weekend. Yeah. Buster coming back to Tallahassee this weekend. Talk about everybody coming back this weekend. Mike Norvell even got Buster back, so... Um, go get you some Buster Posey gear or whatever kind of FSU gear you're looking for. You should only be shopping at Garnet and Gold. Or if you're not in Tallahassee, you can go to garnetandgold.com. You can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. You can get 15% off of your order. They are the absolute best when it comes to customer service. Speed of shipping, they've got great prices, and then we'll save you 15% with code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, for 15% off. All right, so, Richie, we talked about this in our last video. We talked about this with our recruiting update. But this weekend, coming back to Tallahassee, Jalen Ramsey, Derwin James, Jameis Winston, Cam Akers, Kier Thomas, Jay Sean Corbin, Jermaine Johnson, Snoop Menace, and others. And then a little baseball fun one there is uh, Buster Posey also coming back this weekend. We mentioned some of the guys that are going to be on campus, Cam Davis, Charles Lester, 
both five stars, a couple of five-star tight ends and Thomas and Williams, a couple of big-time offensive linemen in Daniels and Jason Zandamella, Luke Cromenhoek, B.J. Gibson, a ton of guys on campus this weekend. Richie should help recruiting a ton, but I think it speaks to something a lot bigger than just recruiting. When you talk about these legends and you talk about these guys that are coming back, the absolute heroes of Florida State over the last decade or so, it's pretty special to see. And it's really, really neat to see them giving back and coming back. Our fans at times have complained, oh man, you see this guy on the field over at Ohio State, or you see this guy on the field over in Gainesville, or you see this guy over on the field in Tuscaloosa. And why do guys never come back in, in Tallahassee? Well, there hasn't been a very enjoyable product to watch. It's the same reason you guys weren't going to Tallahassee the last four or five years because you didn't like what was happening on the field. Florida State, winning fixes everything. We've talked about that. We've talked about how important it is to put a successful product out there on the field. Richie, you talked about it a little bit, uh, just kind of overall thoughts in our last video that was on recruiting. But any big takeaways from some of these guys coming back? Or do you have a favorite guy that's coming back? Like Just, just some general thoughts on what will happen this weekend. I just think it's awesome in general, right? You'd love seeing the greats come back to Tallahassee, right? When you think about it, Jameis, obviously Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. Uh, same with Jalen, obviously not a Heisman, but a national champion, Derwin James. Even a guy like Cam Akers, who, you know, committed to what he thought was a program that was on top of the world. And it, his career didn't go well from a wins and loss standpoint. He still had a great career himself, but... He's still all about Florida State. And you think about the Mississippi guys that Florida State has had success with, that only helps. And then I really like the fact that here Thomas and Jermaine Johnson are coming back because we touched on it in the last video that Mike Norville's very active in the transfer portal. Here's two guys that started their careers at South Carolina and Georgia, came to Florida State, and they are all no-blooded, 100% Florida State that only helps as well because obviously you're not recruiting the transfer portal hard right now until the next window opens. But when you have transfers that say, Hey, I was at Georgia, Jermaine Johnson can go to these high school kids and say, Hey, I was at Georgia. Great program. But when I came to Florida state, it was different. This was family to me. And that's going to resonate with these kids because these guys have been at multiple colleges and they settled at Florida state, finished their careers there loved Florida State, and all these guys are in the league right now. It's just a really big deal, and I think uh, if you're a high school recruit, Jameis Winston still holds weight, right? Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James certainly do, so it's just a big deal for Florida State, and I love that Mike has put in the work. Now he's reaching out to these players, and they're receptive to say, yeah, Coach Norville, I'd love to come back and help you land some of these elite high school talents you have on campus. Yeah, no, it's been pretty impressive to watch. And exactly what you just said is, is one of the biggest takeaways for me is that the, most of these guys still hold so much weight in, in these current recruits' minds, right? You, you know, it's, it's, getting, it's getting up there, right? The, the next time that you know, we circle the calendar, it will have been 10 years since the Knowles won it. But right now, they, they still remember this, right? Like, you know, 18, 19-year-old kids still remember when they were 7, 8, 9, 10 years old watching the national championship, watching Jalen and Derwin. They certainly see all of, you know, most all of these guys that we have listed still in the NFL. Um, and so I think that that's important. You know, you look at, you look at your rivals and they have to go back, you know, one of them has to go back about 20 years for, for any kind of relevance, right? And the other has to go back 
uh, somewhere in the middle, about 15 years, right? When, when Florida was in 08 and, and won their last one. And so I think, you know, like you look at Tebow and stuff like that, like he certainly still carries weight because he's still in, in, in the media and still has a presence there. But most of those Gator legends are, you know, like guys weren't around, you know, kids, recruits now don't remember what happened 15 years ago. And they certainly weren't even alive the last time Miami won a national championship. And so I, I think that it is important. It is big for Florida State to be able to sell that success be able to sell those guys that they grew up watching and that they cheered for. You know, 10 years ago, it was cool to cheer for FSU. Five years ago, it wasn't so cool to cheer for FSU. <laughs> no. it, it, you know, we still did it. We still rocked in the team. But that wasn't cool. Nobody was rocking FSU gloves out at 7-on-7. Seven seven. But that's why all these kids, that's why every single one of them tells you that Florida State was their dream school. Because ten, when they were 10 years old, that we were the best thing going. And, they, and we were winning like crazy. And so Florida State needs to capitalize on this. And needs to go out and win another one because otherwise you're getting too far away. You're getting into that Florida and Miami range of that territory of it's been way too long. You know, Florida State won six years apart in the 90s and then won 14 years apart uh, after that. And so we're getting close to that 14 again. And, and you, you almost do need to win it every decade or so to remind people of your relevance and to remind people that you are still there and, and so that kids do grow up with you as their dream school. And so I think that's a big aspect. I think them coming back, being around the program, Jameis is going to not only hang out with some of the football stuff, but he's going over to the Buster Posey game. I read, and that's really cool. Obviously, it's really cool that he's going to be there when some of the two-sport athletes are on campus. Cam Davis, who I know there are... Let me tell you this, too. There are people in this fan base that will intentionally try and rile you guys up and tell you guys that there are problems with certain recruits because they said they're excited about visiting another school. Kids should be excited to go on visits. Like, please relax and, and, and try and consider the source when these idiots out here are telling you that there are major problems with... Cam Davis or anybody else telling you that he's excited to go visit LSU. Heck, I'd be excited to go to LSU. LSU's a cool freaking place. They've got beautiful food, beautiful. They've got a lot of beautiful things in that town. So I'll just say that. Beautiful so, woman. You can say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just want to. My wife's right in the other room, man. I'm not trying to get yelled at. So, um, but yeah, like, you know, Cam Davis going to be there, two sport athlete. James is coming back to be able to talk with him. That's going to be incredible. And so I think that, it, you know, the. The strategy that's gone into this, the recruiting efforts that are going to go into this, just what it means for the program overall. We mentioned we were talking off air. Uh, Jameis came back in 2015 um, when Florida State played. I don't remember who we were playing that weekend, but he came back in 2015 when the Bucks had a bye week. It was obviously the Ole Miss game. It was at the game in New Orleans this weekend. And again, it's becoming cool uh, this weekend, this year, but it's becoming cool to be a Florida State fan again. And I think that these guys coming back are, are just kind of evidence of that. So I don't know if we get, but listen, I don't know if we get any commits this weekend off of this, but I do think that if you were ever going to commit, like, wouldn't it be when, I, wouldn't it be when Jameis was on campus? Like, that's what I would commit. I mean, I'm a homer. Jameis is in my bio. I get it. But Richie, if, if it's me, I'm, I'm committing with Jameis and Jalen and Derwin on campus. Like, yeah, and, to your point, and to your point, TJ, man, if, if I was a five-star elite high school football player, like my, my upbringing and everything, I'm most likely going to commit to Florida State, but I'm going to wait and I'm taking all five official visits. You better believe that. Why would you not? And as a parent, I think you're doing your child a disservice not to encourage them to take all those five official visits that they should get. Because why not? Again, it, it just makes sense. It's free 
you know, visits. Uh, you get wined and dined, and all these coaches think they have a shot. That's the great thing about great recruiters, right? They think they can land everybody. You could be a five-star solid commit to Ohio State. Jimbo Fisher was convinced he could land you, though, right? That's what made him so good at Florida State. And I think Mike Norvell starting to enter that territory. He's going to have to close the deal on signing day this year to really enter that arena. But, man, I, I would absolutely do that. But, yeah, man, if I'm a 17-year-old high school kid going into my senior year, especially if I'm a quarterback or a running back, I mean, imagine, I know he's not coming or he's not reported at least, but Dalvin, like, yeah, I'm going to commit when he's on campus hosting me. Why would you not? I just think it's there's nothing bad that can come from next weekend or this coming weekend for Florida State in recruiting. And, again, I, I cannot give enough kudos to this coaching staff for organizing to get all these guys back on the same weekend. It's one thing if you get Jameis one week, Jalen the next, Durbin the next. No, they're all coming the same weekend. And that was very obviously orchestrated. And again, kudos to the staff. Yeah, I, I don't know if, you know, so I don't want to give credit where it's not necessarily due, but I do know that Corey Fuller is your director of football relations. Yes. And so I would have to think that you, you've got to give a little hat tip um, toward him. Kiwan Ratliff is your director of player relations. Um, so I do think you probably need to give a, a little hat tip to those guys who probably had some coordination in, in some of this. Obviously, Fuller with a very good relationship um, and, you know, being uh, close and chatting with some of those guys that uh, he'd be trying to bring back and having been a former player. So anyway... Hats off to those guys. Again, I, I haven't been told specifically, like Corey Fuller organized all that, but I know that the, you know, some of those guys behind yeah. the scenes don't get enough credit. So shout out to them. Um, excited to see what comes of it, Richie. Like having Jameis back on campus is never going to be a bad thing. So I'm excited, excited to see what happens there. And um, yeah, hopefully we get a, a couple of a couple of kids to pop. Because again, no, no better time to commit than when Jameis is there, or Derwin or Jalen or, or whatever the situation is um, with that. Quick shout out to our friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. You can go to thegramco.com. You can use code TJ25 or DFNS25 to get 25% off your order. Appreciate them for their support, and we appreciate partnering with them, all that they do. Um, the gummies are the best. So if you haven't tried the gummies, go check them out, thegramco.com. Appreciate them for their support. All right, we'll keep rolling here, Richie. Jordan Travis, second best odds to win the Heisman next year uh, next to reigning winner Caleb Williams, which to me says he has the best odds to win it because I don't think Caleb's going back-to-back. -back. I think there's voter fatigue. I think that's very real. Obviously, there's only been the one back-to-back -back ever. I don't think it's going to happen. So I, to me, that says Jordan's got the best odds to win it. Now, he doesn't because Caleb's still like got better odds if you just look at Vegas, but... He's not winning it. So, like, of everyone else, Jordan's got the best odds to do it. Yeah, you got to think Jameis, you know, obviously he had a lot of interceptions in 2014, but he was still clearly one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country, as evidenced by being taken number one in the NFL draft. And he wasn't even in New York for the ceremony that year. That, Like you said, the, the voters don't like to give it. Archie Griffith was the last guy to win back, the only guy to win back-to-back, -back, I believe. And it, it's not happened since then. But I think more so that also says Vegas thinks Florida State might have a really special season. And that should be exciting to Florida State fans because 
when was the last time someone from an eight and four team won the Heisman Trophy? It's not going to happen, especially in today's college football. So that tells me Vegas expects Florida State to be a playoff contender, likely make the playoff, and the best player on a team like that holds a lot of weight. And, uh, you know, he laid the groundwork this past season, going back to when we were in New Orleans at the Superdome, when he came out and we're like, whoa, I knew he could run the ball. We thought he could throw it. I did not know he could throw the ball like this. That flea flicker is still one of my favorite plays from the season. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of excitement and a lot of hype around Jordan Travis. And I I definitely think he has a chance. Now you got to win probably 11 regular season wins at least for him to get to New York. But I think he's definitely already in that conversation, right? It's not like Jameis who was just came out of nowhere. And just... From Pittsburgh, people are like, oh, wait, we got something here. No, he's got the hype starting now, uh, really from the end of the Oklahoma game. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to – I will put money on him to win the Heisman, but I'm not going to say he's going to win the Heisman. But he's definitely in the right place where you want to be to win Heisman Trophy. Now you just got to go out and hope the team performs the way you expect them to. I think Jordan's going to be just fine. And I, I would bet a decent bit of money that he will be in New York – who knows if he wins it? You know, it's it's always a flavor of the month at that point. But I think he'll be in New York. Yeah. No, if there was a bet, like, will he be a finalist in New York? I'd, I'd take that without a doubt. Um, does he win it? Probably depends on how many games. You know, does Florida State go 10-2 and two or do they go 11-1, and one, right? Or, yeah. you know, 12-1 and one, uh, if, they, if they win the ACC too. Um, spring practice starts Monday following tour of duty. Position groups that you're most interested in watching, Richie? Maybe one offense, one defense. Yeah, I think on offense, for me, it's... it's I, I want to see how A.J. Duffy and uh, Brock Glenn look and uh, um, Rotomaker, I don't want to leave him out, but I, I, that offensive line is just exciting. You have a, a true 10, 11, 12 deep there. Um, so I want to see how that plays out, how those position battles play out. And linebacker, man, for me. Linebacker, I guess in safety a little bit, but linebacker, I love what we have to start. What do we have behind them? We got to figure that out. Um, and then safety, who's going to replace Jamie Robinson? We talked about that in the, on the last few episodes. So I, I do think it's exciting that we're actually excited for spring football this year because that's not necessarily been the case the past few years. Yeah. So I think tight end, I think, you know, what you've got yeah. a lot of positions. I think you, you, <laughs> I think you're going to be excited and I've heard some really good things on Jaheim Bell already. So um, I think tight ends, you know, the offensive side for me, I think you pretty much know what you've got at the other positions. And so I, I think that you, you, I'm interested to see how the offensive line shakes out, but I'm, I'm confident that's going to shake out in a good way. Tight end's the one I really want to see this year. And then, How about Winston Wright? Yeah, him squatting that. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be a beast. <laughs> um, probably your number two behind Johnny would be my guess right now. Um, and then uh, think, I think it's cornerback for me. I think, you know, it, with moving Duke back, you obviously have Cypress coming in. He looks every bit the part of a number one, is, is what's been said. Who fills that second spot? Is it Renardo Green? You got Knowles and Vance in the slot. So, yeah, I think cornerback's a big one for me. I do have a lot of confidence that safety will work out really well with Dent back there. You, you got Shaheen Brown also probably starting. I like Duke Cooper back there. Um, so I, I think that, you know, defensive line, you kind of know what you've got. Again, Verse, Fabo, McClendon, some of those guys back. Secondary is what needs to improve and what I think we'll, we'll be kind of most interested in. 
Um, wrapping up quickly, we'll go through this really quick. Basketball team sets a record worth forgetting. The most losses in a single season in school history. They're a 12 seed that'll play number 13 Georgia Tech to open up the ACC tournament Tuesday at 2. No team has ever won um, playing on the first day since the expansion. I wouldn't imagine that it's Florida State that's able to do it, but I will say, didn't they already, if they win, they play Pitt the next round. They already upset Pitt once. Maybe they could get into the semifinal. Again, I'm not predicting that, but no, I'm sorry. That would be the quarterfinal at that point. So you'd, you'd play Duke in the quarterfinal. You'd still have to win three more games after winning two. The, the first two are going to be tough anyway. Um, and it might just be time to get out of this season. But if you get to that quarterfinal against Duke on Thursday, then I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, you ready for basketball season to be over, Richie? Yeah, man. Sitting at 22 losses, it's going to be 23. Um, just super disappointing, especially, you know, I, I did was just messing around on the Ken Palm rankings, which is basically the SP Plus of college football, but for basketball. There's not a single ACC team in the top 30 of the Ken Palm rankings. And Florida State still, we had a terrible, the worst year in school history. Like this is, this will go down as the worst team in school history, which stinks. Um, obviously we're towards the end of Ham's career. We'll see what happens next year, but man, it's just frustrating. It, and to make it even worse, Miami goes out and wins the freaking league championship in the regular season. Um, but again, at least I can hang my hat on it. They won it in a year when the ACC was just absolute trash top to bottom. When Florida State won it in 2020, that was a really good ACC. So I'm, I'm going to stand on that or die on that hill no matter what it takes here. Quickly around the horn, softball swept their weekend. I saw a couple of those games on Friday. They won both games Saturday and Sunday's game by run rule. So that's pretty fun. They just got to blow a bunch of people out, and they looked really, really sharp doing so. Baseball lost their first two games of the series. At the time of this recording, they're up 10-7 to with six outs to go. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, Florida State Baseball was able to at least avoid the sweep and salvage a win out of the weekend against Florida Gulf Coast. Um, really fun game on Wednesday night where they walked it off against USF. If you go over to our other channel, um, if you go to youtube.com backslash at Knowles Sports, that's N-O-L-E-S Sports, you can see an interview by Jordan Carrion with Nander DeSantis and Connor Moore, kind of the heroes of the night on Wednesday night against USF. Beach Volleyball, I went out to that yesterday. That was a lot of fun. They, uh, I think, are 2-1 and one this weekend. They're the number two team in the country. I think they lost the number three TCU today, but they're playing right now and in good shape there. And there's some other uh, women's basketball. We'll find out their destination here. Is that today? Is that tomorrow? We'll find out where, where they're playing in the uh, NCAA tournament soon, just not known as far as this uh, recording goes. Uh, Richie, that's all I got today. You got any shout-outs? We'll get out of here. Yeah, shout out Crystal, my big sister. Uh, today is her birthday. If you're listening on Monday, March 6th, she shares a birthday with Shaq, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I don't have any shout outs. Shout out, uh, shout out uh, softball, baseball, and beach volleyball teams. Had fun watching you guys this weekend. So, all right, that's all I got. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe here on the podcast platforms. If you can, go over to our YouTube and make sure that you're subscribed over there. We do a lot more content. Just about every day of the week, it's just go to YouTube and search Double Fries No Slaw. Hit the subscribe button. We appreciate you guys for hanging out, tuning in, listening. We will talk to you guys next week. Go Noles.